0: So, um, Warbster, we're heading for the Dubbo Hill Climb for the Greater Race. Hang on. Don't you mean Bathurst? Well, yeah. Th- th- we'll talk about the Dubbo Hill Climb a bit later. Okay. So, in October, you've got the Great Race. Mm-hmm. And in February, you've got the Greater Race. Right. More cars, faster, more international entries. It's got to be Greater. More of that time-certain Well, it's a 12-hour race, mate. How longs it go for? 12 hours.
1: On this 7th and possibly last edition of the Supercar Insider's cast, the Internationals are back, the Mountain will be under attack, tempers will likely crack, and we'll give these predictions a pretty good whack. Yes, welcome to the Cast. The official podcast of the master of Australian billboard boringness, the Warpster. Joining me is the podcast DSO, and we're focusing on the best, greatest, and
0: least contrived race of the year, the Dubbo Hill Climb. G'day Warbster, good to be back on the air with you. Um, notable absentee is the uh, sound engineer minion who's uh, missing in action yet again, but um, I'm sure we can carry this off without him. How have you been?
1: Oh, been hot. Warpstering billboards
0: billboards boring uh, don't start. you went there mm-hmm you went it, it look if you hadn't asked for so much money more money you you wouldn't have had to have left
1: you only appreciate what you've got when
0: it's gone that's deep righty the Dubbo hill climb marketed these days is the Bathurst 12 hour it's probably the biggest GT race, certainly in the Southern Hemisphere and mm. one of the biggest GT races uh, on the racing calendar. Absolutely. The amount of factory or semi-factory entries this year illustrates that uh, Illustrates that part of the SRO organised Intercontinental GT Challenge. And uh, the
1: Stefan Rattal organisation which you. has run GT racing in Europe for many, many years.
0: Yep. Essentially it's reached a level that,
1: uh, that can't be ignored. Very much so. I mean, even domestically, um, the profile of the race is certainly raised since uh, it became a GT3 race in 2011. Indeed, the importance is such that uh, 21 drivers are attempting the
0: Daytona Bathurst 36-hour. Hang on a minute. The Daytona Bathurst 36-hour? That's a long pit stop in between. Intercontinental flight between as well. So what the Warbster's trying to lead at there is that... um, There are 21 drivers this weekend, which is the weekend prior to... We're recording the weekend prior to the Dubbo Hill Climb, um, are at Daytona for the 24, and they will make a flight out early out of uh, the Grand US of A on Monday morning, arriving in Sydney sometime Wednesday local time, and uh, trundle their way through the Blue Mountains to the beautiful inland rural city of Bathurst.
1: And a lot of crews are virtually all Daytona 36s. With one local or one entry that isn't um, going there, but there's going to be a lot of sawheads heads on a Wednesday morning. I think.
0: Absolutely, and and we'll go through um, go through some of the entries a bit later on. But all, all a lot of all pro entries this year, Warbster, mm. um, and uh, a lot of
1: pro am entries that really should be pro entries, in my opinion.
0: Absolutely, the um, we uh, we might touch on the, the driver ranking system a little bit later. Let's jump in the Wayback Machine to 1991, Warbster, and we'll give uh, give our listeners a bit of a a quick snapshot of the history of the 12-hour.
1: Well, the 12-hour did start in 1991, as you said, as a race to go back to the roots of the October 1000 race, specifically production touring cars. Held on the Easter long weekend, which is now occupied by the Bathurst 6-hour, another attempt to go back to production-based touring cars. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> uh, it was won by the uh, by a Toyota Supra Turbo. A Supra Turbo, wow. The uh, MA70. Nerd. Thank you. Things evolved quickly and soon the factories were involved, including Peugeot and Citroen, if you can believe it.
0: Yeah, Mazda as well. Um, Mazda as well. Yeah. So despite money issues, uh, it forced the race to a cheaper venue um, at Eastern Creek, which as we all know, um, which is next to the tip where it smells, in 1995. Uh, between 1996 and
1: 2007, the race wasn't held at all, uh, but came back to Bathurst and grew into a raging hit with um, Gary Holt's BMW 335i, usually battling an army of Evos every year until 2011.
0: In 2011 was when the growing ranks of GT3 rolled out in, and uh, that seismic shift saw the race gain international recognition and, uh, and, and started to, to gain the renown that it currently has.
1: Bought by Supercar Events in 2015, it's uh, become the opener to the season that we all look forward to.
0: Absolutely, uh, and we'll we'll touch on 2015 now. We we have mentioned it in previous episodes uh, in terms of the history of supercars and the test day. The Dubbo Hill Climb was christened the Dubbo Hill Climb on the Supercar Insiders Facebook page uh, back in 2015 when supercars decided to have a mandatory test day up against it at, surprisingly, Eastern Creek, mm. next to the tip where it smells. And effectively, it meant that the supercar drivers couldn't compete. Uh, it didn't stop the internationals coming out, and it gave some of the other great Australian talent uh, the opportunity to, to have a run in some fairly exotic machinery. The irony of that was that was the last time that the 12-hour was run by uh, James O'Brien from Yeehaw uh, Events. Mm -hmm. who and james o'brien still runs the bathurst six hour at easter ironically during 2015 supercars supercar events purchased the uh promotion rights essentially they bought the race off yeehaw events and have been staging it this is this will be the third year it's being run by supercars the outright race record
1: holder is um not 11 or 14 really who uh john Bow. We'll talk about him a bit later mm. uh, with he's got had three wins spanning the production gt eras uh, 1995 in a mazda <laughs> with dick johnson and gary walden uh, 2010 in i think it was a bmw 335i and 2014 in the ferrari 458
0: gt3 car so while we're talking about ferraris the reigning champion is uh, Marinello Motorsport with a Ferrari 488 but they're not here this year. Hmm, surprisingly enough they aren't. So uh. that's two previous winners not turning up this year, Warbster. No,
1: Nissan isn't here either. Um, winners of the 2015 race. Winners of the 2015 race. Uh, they're not here deciding that their uh, GTR is a bit long in the tooth and the new homologation GTR is not eligible yet. So they may be back next year but we'll see.
0: So, um... No Ferraris,
1: no Astons, and no Aston, no
0: Aston Martins, and no Nissans. There's certainly a lot of other very, very fast cars. But let's go to the bottom of the entry list, Mm -hmm. and we'll kick off with Class I, the Invitational category, which essentially is uh, realistically local, locally made, non-homologated cars, or almost all not locally made, featuring the Daytona Coupe. Uh, Dodge Viper Competition Coupe, and a multiple variants of the Mark V8. Uh,
1: yes, the Daytona is uh, lightning quick in a straight line. In fact, the uh, GT3 drivers were having a bit of a complaint about how hard they were to pass last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's probably been developed by the crew on the Mornington Peninsula in Dramana. Yep, so uh,
0: Daytona, Daytona race cars. Uh, sorry, Daytona sports, sports car. cars. Owned by... A very very knowledgeable gentleman around town or around australian motorsport mr richard bendel who is the man responsible for motec
1: yes richard bendel um motec based in uh, bayswater in victoria actually used to have a factory next
0: door to my father if you can believe that so another little thing about um the daytona cars chassis are built by mike borland mm. of formula ford fame and, Indeed, Spectrum and, fame. And Spectrum spectrum and Sabre Formula V. Mm-hmm. So the chassis, are, all the work is done there, and then they're finished off by Daytona sports cars. Uh, the Daytona, sorry, the Dodge Viper Competition Coupe a very well-known package, um, successful around the world for the last decade. Big power will help it up and down the hill, but beyond that, it's compromised given how much the game's changed since its prime. Adam Macro's driving is notable, given he really should be in a GT3 car.
1: Yeah, Adam Macro's probably um, a bit below his um, level being an invitational car, especially one as long in the tooth as the Viper Competition Coupe. That thing's been around since nearly the turn of the century. Yep. So, um, not sure what they're gaining by actually entering the car, but we'll see how it goes.
0: So the other car that they're running is the Daytona, Mm. uh, which will be piloted by very, very... Fast and consistent driver Jamie Augustine, who's mm-hmm. been uh, Victorian state GT uh, champion numerous times. And uh, last year they ran a Gen 4, they ran the 400, 420, 427 cubic inch. But uh, the history of the Daytona sports cars cars at Bathurst at the 12 hours fairly checkered Mm. they've always they're very fast but they always seem to have reliability issues I
1: think just running once a year seems to be a bit of an issue there Mm. Mm.
0: so we've got the Daytonas and the others the marks
1: the marks uh, the the marks squadron seems to multiply like rabbits seems like every year there's more in the 12 Hour than the year before Um, this year is no exception Ford Focus and Mazda joined by the Mark II, a.k.a. the Mustang.
0: Mm, And you've probably all seen the sneak pictures and there's a fair bit of hype sitting around the Mustang at the moment. What do you think, Warbster?
1: I think it's a fair assumption to say the new Marks will be faster than the old ones, but this is endurance racing we're talking about and anything can happen.
0: So there's eight Mark cars running, five five Mark I's and three Mark II's. And just to, to give... Uh, our listeners, a little bit of an overview. Class I is an invitational class where they have uh, they have a time ceiling. The cars aren't allowed to run any faster than two minutes ten seconds, except for the Mark Twos, which have had a four second advantage. So their minimum time is two minutes and six, which puts them in you know not far off supercar realm mm. for a car that Ryan McLeod from Racer Industry says he can build for. Uh, well under half the cost of a supercar.
1: Okay, that that sounds like a rant. We'll have another time. Yes. <laughs> um, predictions for Invitational.
0: Um, it'll definitely be one of the Mark Two cars. You, you mm. talked about you know reliability. I've been up there crewing and officiating at the Twelve Hour and have watched just how reliable these cars are straight out of the box. I can't see any issues for the Mark II cars. They will be they will be there. They will be fast and. Probably. Who's yours? You got a, you got a
1: tip for best crew is probably going to be the ninety one car, the Mark Cars Australia. Um, Keith Kasulki, who's a TCM regular, uh, the PNG driver um, had a big accident. I think at the end of last year, he had quite severe burns on uh, two, himself.
0: Two years ago. Two, two years, years ago. ago yeah, fairly fairly substantial fire at Phillip Island at a state round, um, and has recovered from that.
1: Uh, Will Brown, uh, the Mike Cable Young Gun winner, as mentioned in Episode 5, Super 2 Standout.
0: And Rod Um, Salmon, who's raced just about everything there is to race through production cars and GT and Porsches. uh, Former two-time
1: 12-hour winner from the production car days.
0: Yep. Look, I think it'll be between them and possibly the Alford's. Uh, Tony Alford, Kyle Alford, Chad Parrish in the 54 car. Tony Alford... um, Colourful Gold Coast accountant and tax advisor, food franchisee czar, and one-time accountant to in star Michael Hutchins. Done my research there, haven't
1: I? Interesting background, mm. to
0: say the least. Yes, always, as always, Tony, all the Allfords are sponsored by the Donut King uh, franchise, of which uh, is one of the franchise companies that he owns. Uh, look, I probably can't pick the three. Uh, they're all they're all well uh, set with good drivers, yeah. um, like every other car in the field, it's going to be uh, it's going to be luck of who doesn't run into who uh, through the twelve hours. It's a it's a very very long race, and um, I'll make my call early. All you have to do is buy a ticket to the last twenty laps. Oh,
1: thank you, Crumpo. Uh Also, watch out for Bryce Forward in the ninety five Gate Engineering Mark Focus. Nineteen years old, and will
0: be driving for Matt Stone Racing in Super Two this year. Absolutely. Alrighty, so that's Class I. We'll keep working up from the bottom. Next up's Class C for GT4 homologated cars, a category that's a step down on GT3 in terms of cost, performance, and complication. However, the balance of performance rules... A.K.A.
1: the dreaded P word. parity. Parody.
0: parody. See, so, so that's how clever mm. GT are. They don't call it parity. They call it balance of performance.
1: Yeah. So basically, if you see someone on an overseas website complaining about bop, It's got nothing to do with, like, music or dancing. That's balance of performance. It's parody.
0: Essentially, it means that all the cars should be equal. Mm. Overseas grids for GT4 have been growing almost dangerously for the category, and we're going to see its growth uh, in Australia uh, through the the GT series in the very near future. Warbster, there's a bit of a standout. Do you want to run with it? Well, BMW M4 GT4 is an interesting bit of kit, and
1: probably the heavyweight in the class. Four entered with a lot of familiar names in them.
0: Yeah, there's some... Um, this I'm just going through the entry list there's a new driver, Warbster. Did you you so, picked up on that? Who's Anthony Longhurst? Who's Anthony Longhurst? He's driving with Aaron Seaton, mm-hmm. uh, third, third generation
1: racer. The junior babyface assassin.
0: Matt Brabham,
1: third generation need, third generation racer. Those genetics need no introduction. And
0: someone called Anthony. Would that be that old bloke, Tony Longhurst, that sold the Jones Brothers a very, very cheap franchise and some very expensive race cars back in the day?
1: uh, uh the 1988 Bathurst 1000 winner for those, um, probably that's that's probably the more well known.
0: So, I'll uh, no, I won't say that yet. We'll keep going. Uh, Kent Bajent
1: is another one in there who was in the White Skyline that blew up in uh, touring cast number two. Mm. Uh, he's back back over again. He's been around for donkeys years, and even Neil Allport, who is driving with him, is a multiple New Zealand rally champion
0: janetta is not that well-known name in australia Mm. their g55 gt4 continues the very british sports car formula of small rear-wheel drive chassis with a mid-size engine Um, they're running a 3.7 litre ford based unit in this case the three entries uh, there are three entries but um at this point in time there's only two uh nominated two nominated uh with drivers and Given how much it costs to actually run the race, we, we don't think that you'll see the third Gennetta. And there'll be a couple of others with drivers announced as TBA that may not make the grid. The, the entry fee is the cheapest part of the weekend.
1: Mm, indeed. Uh, KTM is a brand more associated with motorcycles, having recently won uh, the 50 millionth Dakar rally in the row. Mm-hmm. But the Expo GT4 is a competition version of the turbo carbon flyweight The car is reliable, as you would expect an Audi-engined car to be, but is a little long in the tooth, and with the exception of Tim Macro, lacks the driving firepower that the BMW teams
0: have. A little bit of Australia in that car too. They run Hollinger gearboxes.
1: Made in Kilsyth. Absolutely. And it wouldn't be a sports car category without a Porsche. So in this case, we have the Cayman Pro. Pro Sport Engineering are regulars in European GT4 and the VLN series. But the mountain is a whole different beast, even to people who are used to the Nürburgring. Orbster predictions for Class C. Uh, best crew's going to be um, that Anthony Longhurst bloke mm. with,
0: um, with Matthew the, Brabham and Aaron Seaton. With a pair of third-generation racers. Indeed. Um, I think that uh, the Tim Macro, Justin McMillan, David Crampton, Expo, Crossbow, however you want to call it, uh, KTM, I think they're going to be a chance. Depends on whether they're there without right speed uh watch out
1: for one of these cars to ping off ping pong off a leading gt3 at some point
0: because um we know the big gt3 cars have massive amounts of downforce it's rumored that bentley has about 1.8 tonne of downforce and these guys will stick to the line racing rules dictate that the faster car has to go around the slower car but as we've sadly seen over numerous Bathurst 12 hours, um, sometimes the European drivers will drive through you rather than around you. Took out 2015, the, mm. uh, the Audi took out the Mark car at McPhillamy.
1: Yep. That was a big one. Mm. That, was, Abs- that was reminiscent of 1981. Yep. For those who uh, have those sorts of memories. Uh, the other big question is, how far will one of these get themselves up the field?
0: Top 20, maybe? I reckon, actually, if they have a good run, top 10. That'll be a good one to see. mm Rightio. So, I'm pretty sure, Warbster, that a Porsche GT3 Cup car will win Class B. Is that
1: because that class is consisting entirely of Porsche GT3 Cup cars?
0: Well, I only back certainties. That's true.
1: Whilst not up there on outright speed, they should provide an evenly matched shootout amongst themselves, as well as harassing the slower GT3 cars. Yep. Only five in this class, so I suspect it will become survival that wins it.
0: Yeah, pretty much. You got a tip there, Warbster? Uh,
1: Twenty-three Team Carrera Cup Asia. Uh, Chris Vanderdrift. Good name. Good yeah. name. it should be a drift Matsuri that bloke.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Andrew Tang, Evan Chen, and Paul Trasader. Another Australian t- tacked on the end. Look, I think it's probably going to be between them and the Grove Motorsport team, Steve and Brenton Grove, long-term campaigners in uh, Porsche Carrera Cup and GT3, uh, GT three uh, a GT GT three Cup racing in Australia with uh, Ben Barker as their third driver. Watch out for these cars to basically
1: be ignored throughout the entire broadcast. Yeah, well, same, same as a lot of the class cars. They don't get any play unless they're ping-ponging off a wall or hitting people or on fire or in a wall or something.
0: The big question will be, will we see this class back next year?
1: I think if we get more GT3 entries. And, GT, and GT4. And GT4 entries, uh, yeah. Maybe I not. I wouldn't, no. So, anyway, um, that's uh, the first half of our 12 uh, hour preview. We'll be back with the main event, Class A, after the news. And let's do a quick roundup of the 2018 news. We haven't done this for a while across Australian motorsport. Warbster, can I kick off a speedway? What?
0: What speedway? the round track dirt, you know, sprint cars, please. Let's kick it off with Speedway. So in sprint car news, the 46th running of the Grand Annual Sprint Car Classic at Warrnambool produced a massive shock, with little-known Warrnambool go-kart racer Corey McCullough pulling off what is arguably the greatest upset in Australian Speedway history. In a result that sat the sprint car fraternity on its ass, McCulloch drove from ninth on the grid in the 40 lap A main final to become the 25th different winner of the Warrnambool Classic, pocketing a lazy $30,000 cash prize. Not bad. A capacity crowd of 12,000 screaming Warrnamboolians crammed into Sun Gold Stadium and gave McCulloch a standing ovation as he now becomes the newest local hero, pushing Max Dumsney and Jamie Veal posters off bedroom walls all the way from Nullawarri to Haywood. With you mean his
1: that they don't all have Jamie on them?
0: No, no, no. They're Down that way, they're, that's it's Speedway, my friend, and uh, there's no one bigger than Max Dumsney. If you're from Victoria, can even, we, even can though we get, even though he's lived in New South Wales for 25 years, can can we get like a street race down there in Warrnambool? Hmm. You'll struggle. It'd need to be on clay for the locals to go there. Hmm, I could swing that. Perhaps you could build a
1: billboard. Probably, yeah. <laughs>
0: For those of you that have ever been to the Grand Annual at Warrnambool, history did repeat itself and it got rained upon like it always typically does on the Saturday night with the Saturday 2nd, the night 2 feature uh, run on Sunday afternoon prior to the Sunday program. But none of that stopped the 28-year-old bread delivery driver from warnable pulling off the biggest Cinderella story since Bill Murray and Caddyshack. This
1: won't sink in until next year. Holy hell.
0: Yeah, McCulloch remarked in a post-race interview. I just beat all of my idols. I mean, this is unreal. Yeah, run, runner-up American Carson Massendo and pole sitter Brooke Tatnell, who rounded out the podium, were heard to mumble their agreement about it being unreal.
1: While uh, we're talking about Speedway, the Australian sprint car title was run at Borderline Speedway Mount Gambier, mm-hmm. with Kerry Madsen taking
0: his third victory in a row. Yeah. A very, very quick uh, Sydney side of Kerry Madston does a lot of racing in the US through their summer and our winter. Three Australian titles in a row puts him somewhere in the echelon of Gary Rush and George Tattnall, Brooks' dad.
1: So basically all those blokes that used to race in the privateers and the Amscast car series.
0: Yeah, some of them, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Sydney showgrounds, John Harvey. Jeez, Slug yeah. as well? Yeah, Slug was a Speedway boy. So Warbster, from Speedway to Open Wheel News... Mm. Pre-season testing's already begun for Formula Ford National Series. Well, you
1: mean that series that CAMS doesn't care about
0: anymore? They're they're running at CAMS events this year. So with new competitors coming from Karts, Formula V, and we've got a few young guns returning from last year, the series is expecting around 22 and as many as 30 of the uh, late model Duratec cars for the seven-round series. Um, Throw in a handful of Kent cars and some state competitors, and the series is expecting grids close to 35, with a grid of more than 40 predicted for the, at the uh, Supporting the Supercars event at the Bend in August. I'd hate to be the DSO for that. Yeah, so would I. A notable absentee, here's a nice segue for us, Warbster, mm-hmm. uh, a notable absentee will be that of Jade Najaya, who finished third in last year's National Formula Ford Series, who's off to race in Formula Eugene with the ACI Sport.
1: So basically you'll finish third in that series just by turning up.
0: Well... Interesting formula, speaking of Formula Eugene, this year their seven-round series, uh, they're expecting a larger number of entries. Well, time will be the, the, will be the telling factor, but the final round finishes in New Zealand as a support to the Pukahoe Supercars round, something that will no doubt gladden the heart of motorsport internet stalwarts. I'd love to be able to give you a little bit more Formula 4 news, to but their website's currently down.
1: So is that do we have a conspiracy theory for that? Or?
0: Oh no! Well, we've got a conspiracy theory for just about everything else. New Zealand. Why the hell? Low, is co- low cost, budget racing series, entry level. You know, wings and slicks. Mm. Let's package up all the cars and freight them over to New Zealand. Who's going to pay for that?
1: Uh, Well, apart from the fact who's paid for that, why would New Zealand give a crap about Formula 4? They've already got a Toyota Racing Series over there, which is better, has fuller grids, and, you know, is generally much better organised than Formula 4 is.
0: While we're talking open wheelers, the Formula 3 Premier Series, uh, who like Formula 4 to running a mix of rounds, some with the new AMRS, some cams rounds, and a visit to the paperclip, Um, we don't have a a lot of new... Don't have a lot of news about Formula 3, but in another perfect segue, it sets us up to announce that a Formula Formula 3 competitor will be returning to a full-time series drive in 2018, Mobster, Miss Chelsea Angelo, finally. Absolutely. So, mm. with a bit of behind-the-scenes help from John Bauer, Chelsea's going to be running David Wall's 2017 Carrera Cup championship-winning car in the 2018 Michelin GT3 Cup Challenge. So... All of last year's cars now move down a step into the GT3 Challenge. 2018 sees uh, a new batch of race Porsches.
1: Will you be able to tell the difference?
0: Well, they'll look like a Porsche. When have you ever been able to tell the difference? Well,
1: hmm. oh, look, there's a scoop there.
0: They, they've got a big wing. They've got two doors. They all look the same at the front and the engines in the back. Thanks, Clarkson. While we're discussing lady races... Kelly Betts has taken her first win in national top fuel competition during the recent Santos Summer Thunder meeting at Sydney Dragway which is down the road from Eastern Creek on the other side of the tip where it, it smells. smells. <laughs> Kelly Betts who drives for La Martina top fuel racing set pace on the opening night picked up enough points under the, their format to make the trophy race against the current championship leader Damian Harris. She took a whole shot win and powered away to the quickest run of the event. 3.832 seconds at 496 kilometres an hour. That's fast. Podcasters, I'm telling you, from a standing start to 308 miles an hour over 1,000 feet or 304 metres in 3.8 seconds is bloody fast, Warbster. That sounds expensive. When you've got to pull the motor apart after every run and uh, check all the bits to make sure that nothing's broken and put new rings, seals, all the gaskets. It's a very, very expensive sport. That's without breaking one.
1: Probably find the fuel economy's not great either.
0: <laughs> I, uh, gee, I wish I'd known you were going to ask me that. I would have done some research.
1: It's probably probably about um, four metres to the gallon.
0: Enough of all this other nonsense. Let's get back to what the punters really want. Supercars.
1: I thought you meant the warp stock.
0: Well, the punters do want the Warbster, but as I keep telling you, you're the one that left. <sighs> well, in
1: Supercars news, the worst kept secret in the main game is that Jack LeBrock is driving for Techno. Jeez, they dragged that one out. With Adrian Burgess, old Burjo, taking the reins as team manager. So, yes, that is a triple eight customer car sharing the next door's
0: garage with uh, Craig Lowndes. Yep. the old, pl- old China plate. Bird, Joe and Roland oh hang on doesn't that sound familiar <laughs> so Warbster your mate Zach Brown
1: he's already having he's... a sook about lack of resources
0: <laughs> you want to run through I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll run the quotes I'll run, I'll run the quotes and you can give me you can give me a feedback on it righto quote
1: mm.
0: it is early stages but we've been talking with Ryan Malkinshaw about some of the things we need to do to improve mm. can you translate that you want to you want to cut through the uh, spin
1: Ryan's not doing a very good job, so we need to change things.
0: I think this year is still going to be a transitional year in terms of moving forward.
1: I really hope the sponsors don't expect results. Yeah,
0: in other words, we're going to be sh- <laughs> We're not going to get any higher than about 15th, and Courtney, Courtney will probably walk halfway through the year. Probably, yeah. Quote, we need some more sponsorship and a manufacturer relationship like we used to have and maybe also a few team members and some more leadership that we need to acquire and bring in. Did someone say buyer's remorse? I'm not sure yet with regard to personnel. There are a couple of different ways with board structure and leadership structure.
1: Wow, this place is a mess.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing that um, he'd love little Ryan to go DJing again. Uh, and the last one, we like everyone we have in the team, but we think we need some additional resources. Does anyone got Ludo's number? So that, that's code for all the good guys have left. Mm. You've all still got jobs because we can't get anybody else. Mm. And does anybody know anyone good that wants to come and work for us?
1: The answer to that, of course, being no. Because uh, Ryan basically ran out of anyone that wasn't any good. Yes. So why would you go back to that?
0: So, ex-Formula One driver, Timo Glock, hoping to put together a wildcard deal for Bathurst. Now, is he German or Irish? Now, is it Timo
1: Glock or Tim O'Glock?
0: No, I think it's Timo Glock. He, okay, mi- right. he, he might be bringing a budget. He could be part of the Glock gun family.
1: Um, well, we could take a
0: shot at it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> And your boy, Jordan Taylor, who you mentioned in the last mm-hmm. episode, yep. already has the turbo six test bed at Bathurst.
1: Uh, yeah, good choice for that, considering uh, I think the Cadillac DPI engines are fairly well related and i'm um, certainly can give some good feedback given his
0: experience elsewhere he did have a steer and said that um they're pretty unusual compared to what he, everything else he's ever driven well that's because he's used to downforce and big tires right and mm. tires that don't wear out after 12 laps
1: okay okay let's let's save the dunlop bashing for other ways
0: <sighs> okay we've got a whole year in front of us exactly over at the artist formerly known as glen Seaton racing PRA, PRA, FPR, FPR, FTR. Who was the other one? Oh, um, um, mm. Anthony Tratt Motorsport.
1: Peter Jackson, racing.
0: Over at Ford Tickford Racing, Richie Stanaway's already hosing down any expectations for the 2018 series. Give him a break. He hasn't seen half the tracks yet. Yeah, well, we know what happened with Simona, don't we? Mm-hmm. And that's the one that we've forgotten. Simona's moved. No, no, no. Simona has moved. She's moved from uh, Bayside lovely Bayside St Kilda in Melbourne to the Goldie. hmm Possibly hedging bets on uh, where she might get a drive in the future. But some or news. hmm Caruso's come out and said he need they need more power. So he's been, like he been watching reruns of Top Gear. <laughs>
1: I think he's been watching reruns of, um, you know, down the straight at Conrod and gone, oh man, they're pulling five metres on me. Do you know what he needs? A new technical director? He's already got one of them. That's true, they got a new technical no, director. No,
0: I, I, I think he needs to go and see Richard Bendall and Jamie Augustine and get the, get a bit of a straight line speed out of the Daytona, because it was the quickest thing down Conrod last year at the old at the climb.
1: Actually, in fairness, um, Nissen does actually have a new technical director, and um, which probably bears out our theory about the fact that they didn't have any last year.
0: Technical direction? Yeah. Absolutely. And let's round out our news, Warbster, mm-hmm. with a great big round of applause for the man who must clearly drink from the fountain of youth, John Bauer.
1: That's what they're calling it.
0: The bearded one was recently inducted into the Motorsport Hall of Fame. Which warbs to you? I so succinctly reported on the Supercar Insiders Facebook page.
1: It's like the tale of Benjamin Button
0: with a beard. Hmm. He mm. doesn't look any different from when he raced in the seventies until he takes his hat off. Yeah. Well, some of us are follicly challenged. Hmm. I think we need to pay for this episode. Hmm. Hi Tim. Uh, hi Tim. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be back after this important ad break. So we need to go safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags.
1: Oh hi there, I'm Liam, the Hyundai sports Sedan driver and international model. You know, minimum weight limits can be a bummer when you're racing, but instead of reaching for that ballast, reach for a Liam's Pie. Liam's Pies can get your weight where it belongs, the driver's seat. Our delicious and high carbohydrate pies and pastry products will help you get the competitive advantage. Sit down in your Sparko and enjoy the goodness of meat and things that are awfully good. Insist on Liam's Pies to your ten. Welcome back to the 7th uh, episode of the cast and uh, we'll just do a couple of quick plugs here. The um, page that we uh, inhabit most of the time is uh, www.facebook.com backslash and of course, if you're looking for more uh, retro-themed action, uh, we suggest you check out the Supercar Insiders Touring Cast, so?
0: Absolutely, we've uh, got a couple of episodes already up, posted, and... Um... A couple more to come very 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 different where we uh, the first couple of episodes we do a commentary on a a historic motor racing event from uh, that you can sit and watch the race with YouTube or uh, on DVD and we uh, we give a a modern slant to the commentary. Good fun to do. And uh, mm. the, I think the three people that have actually watched them have all told me that um, they enjoyed watching them and listening. So um, mm, mm. The, to the three of you that have uh, that have downloaded them, thank you very much. Hi, Mum. <laughs> I, I don't know, so... <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, not another shout-out from them, um, jeez. Anyway... Got,
0: i got a great heap of shout-outs in this segment. Yeah,
1: I'll in Yeah. And uh, back to the Bathurst 12-hour and the main that, event... What,
0: what, wait, 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 wait.
1: The double hill climb. Oh, sorry, the double hill climb. Right. Good all right. On. The main event of the double hill climb, the heavyweight title fight, if you will. Class A for GT three cars. Evander
0: Hollyfield versus Mike Tyson.
1: A bit less biting. Okay. Yeah, GT three cars. All thirty one of them. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, hey, hey, hey. hey. Thirty one class A cars. Yes. How many altogether on the list? Forty. Fifty 53? Yeah, something
1: like that. There'll be a couple so, dropouts, but yeah.
0: Hang on, let me just. You're doing my head in here, Warbster. Mm, okay. Mm. 53 entered. We think we might lose a couple. How many uh, How many started at your lesser race in October last year, Warbster?
1: You mean the Seamsters
0: race? No. Well, last, well, we're not talking about the future. We're talking about the past.
1: 26.
0: 26 times 2 is 52, which would be exactly the same number. That makes it twice as good.
1: Do you want to talk about billboards? <sighs> I'll back take, to, back oh, to the double <laughs> climb. <laughs> I'll take that as a no. <laughs> uh, yes, it is five 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 more Class A cars than the October Seamster car event, even without long-time frontrunners, Ferrari and Nissan, as, as we, we mentioned, mentioned before. Absolutely. Um, the heavyweight title fight still has Audi, BMW, Bentley, Lamborghini, McLaren, Mercedes-AMG and Porsche. Don't count how many manufacturers more that is than the seems to cars.
0: So essentially, um, they're all bringing over top representative drivers uh, with some awesome driving talent. Um, they all want to win it. It's, it's a feather in the cap if mm. they are able to, to pull off a win in the Dubbo Hill Climb.
1: This is the thing, and we're probably going to repeat ourselves a bit here saying, you know, these guys have come to win. But in reality, they've all come to win. Yep, I mean, absolutely. There is just absolutely. I mean, they're bringing what twenty-one crews or twenty-one drivers over from the states, and the states is a much bigger scene than Australia.
0: Well, no, tw- twenty-one drivers mm. in both European and American mm. that are racing this current weekend mm. for next weekend's race.
1: Mm. Perennial so, representatives Audi. Yep. We'll start, we'll go on alphabetical order. Absolutely. They've brought the R8 LMS in numbers. There's 10 of them this year, which is the third of the um, GT3 field.
0: The V10 Flyer, well, it's got a long history in the race. It's won twice, but not since 2012. So 10 cars are racing, as you said, with Jamek PM Racing and Audi Sport Team WRT crews most likely to challenge. Let's have a bit of a look at it. Audi Predictions Warbster. Audi predictions um,
1: I actually think and I have to apologise to Garth Tander for this because um, we had a bit of a run in the other day um, best Audi crew hi, I, hi Garth hi Garth hi Leanne uh, best Audi crew is uh, the number 39 Audi Sport Team WRT Pedro Lamy, former Formula 1 driver Paul Dallalana in a standout for many years Matthias Lauda, Nicky's son and uh, our old mate Will Davo.
0: I probably have to leave Garth out as well I think Car74, the Audi Sport customer racing team, Christopher Mees, Christopher Haas, and Marcus Winkelhock, so some very, very strong form there in racing all over Europe over a number of decades. I, they're my tip. You can't can't leave Garth out. Garth with Kelvin van der Linde and Frederick Vervish. Um, there are so many fast Audis.
1: Absolutely. I mean, like I said, the four... The four cars between a WRT and the two Jamaic um, Prem cars, literally, I, I had to struggle to separate them.
0: Yep. And then even to look at the, the 69 car the, the, with the Australians in it, James and Theo Konduras, Ash Walsh and Duvashin Padiachi, there's, they've all got pedigree in GT in Australia. They've all driven at the mountain. They could be a surprise podium as well.
1: As long as Ash Walsh isn't a dumb Phillip Island at the moment.
0: <laughs> yes, 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 I'd forgotten about that one, mobster.
1: Yeah. Um, um, Andre 3000's on standby. Yes. <laughs> Bentley are back. Bentley are back. Uh, two cars entered by the M Sport factory once again. Yep. Uh, Barn door aero be damned, these cars have been weapons in the past, and whilst not the newest homologation out there, they are suited to the truck with the big twin-turbo V8.
0: They look about four miles wide. We've we've got a friend who's absolutely in love with the Bentley, so um, a big shout out to Jen who will be hi, at Jen. the <laughs> hi Jen Jen will be at the Dubbo Hill Climb working as an official next weekend. So uh, we uh, we've got a, as will Denozo and uh, and a big shout out to team old to camp old mate and uh, all uh, all of my friends are going to be there. Sadly, I'm going to miss it because um, I've got other family duties. Bentley, I think they have unfinished business.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely.
0: Uh, bad luck and incidents have plagued them in the past. I actually think that they can probably do it, but I'm going to sit on the fence and get splinters in my bum. I can't pick either car. Uh, I, I can't. I can't pick either of them.
1: Uh, harder to pick than a broken nose. I've picked. Oh, I've been uh, waiting for
0: that one too.
1: Picked for number seventeen car, Bentley Team M Sport. Stephen Kane, Guy Smith, ex Le Mans winner, yep. and uh, Jules
0: Gounon. They're an easy one. So. Moving on down the line to BMW.
1: And the Bavarian Murder Weapons, with their M6, make another challenge on the mountain with the SRM, Stephen Richards Motorsports, of Richard Jr., joined by a single car from Schnitzer Motorsport. The focus yep. is concentrated on two cars with a GT champion, an ex-Formula 1 driver, two DTM regulars, and two Bathurst winners among the six drivers. So schnitzer have been here before Warbster. very long time ago but yes. very
0: very long time ago back in the world touring car round days we've essentially got two to choose from who do you think
1: Another one that's harder to pick than a broken nose, but I'll just edge it to the 100 car, which is the SRM car. Steve Richards, Timo Glock, the F1 driver, and Philip Eng, who is the GT champion.
0: Apologies to Chaz Mostert, who's in the Schnitzer team. Chasie, you you might be a six-hour winner and a Bathurst 1000 winner, but I don't think you'll make the triple this year. I'm with you, Warbster, Richards, Glock, and Eng. Although, line.
1: although being fair, Farfus and uh, Marco Whitman's hardly a chump change to be no, driving no. with him.
0: No, no, absolutely not. And 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 Snitzer, Snitzer don't um, don't do things by halves over in in mm. Europe. They're going to be gunning for it here as well.
1: And every, anyone who's listened to all the episodes knows that we get things wrong regularly. So mm. what would yeah. we know? Yeah, we haven't got a clue.
0: <laughs> We're just two blokes rambling on about motorsport.
1: Mm. Hey, you're listening to. it
0: no, but no one's listening to it. No, oh, that's right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Mum. <laughs> McLaren, the my, 2015 my, my,
0: winners. My mum won't even listen to it because she complains about it takes up too much of their bandwidth. NBN,
1: just... ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, McLaren, the 2015 winners, bringing over three cars with Fraser Ross's YNA Autosport Auto looking like a factory team in all bar name for this weekend, at least. Yep. A well-known package, the current lap record holder, and they have some of the best domestic talent available. Will the Big Mac be
0: loving it at the end of 12 hours? Look, um, there's, there's a couple of McLarens there that can do it. For mine, I think it's, uh, I think it's going to be YNA Autosport, uh, mm-hmm. the 58 car. Shane, don't call me Gizzy Van Gisbergen, a big favourite of the podcast. Craig, Smile and Wave, Lowndes and Com and, and
1: Boy, I can't wait for Hindy to have to pronounce that name <laughs> several times.
0: <laughs> oh, I think he's... He, this isn't his first start, so Hindy's, uh, Hindy's had a go at it. Com Lidergar. Yeah, look, I think Van Gisbergen's won it before. Lyons has won it before. They're in, essentially, a, a satellite factory McLaren team, um, as is Fraser Ross's team, uh, Fraser Ross's car, so... Yeah, Scotty, Mac, Fraser, Ross, Andrew Watson, Alexander West.
1: Andrew Watson's a young and -and up-and-comer from England who's been a regular in the British GT Championship for the last couple of years. He's making the step up to Blancpain this year. He's a McLaren contracted driver. Or contracted driver, I should say. Alexander West, there isn't much mail on The Swedish driver could be good, could be bad. We'll see how we go. Yep. Hey, if things fall the right way, that could be right there. All you got to do is buy that ticket. Thanks,
0: Crompo. But let's go through Lamborghini Warpster.
1: Uh, uh, Lamborghini um, have had an arm's length association with GT Racing over the years. They've mainly been built and homologated by the German company Reiter Engineering. Yep. They line up with two Gallardo and one Huracan. Being a pro-am or am is probably an indication that they won't worry the big boys, but the Trofeo Motorsport Huracan may worry the podium.
0: I think, um, I think you're right there. The other one that's an interesting one is the Galado GT3 RFX driven by Yasser slash Sam Shahin of uh, Peregrine Corporation and the Bend Motorsport Park in South Australia fame with the current reigning Bathurst champion, the ageless veteran Luke, Luke Hilden. Hilden and Thomas Eng. Enga. Enga? He's, uh, he's from Czechoslovakia. Is he driving in Enga? <laughs> does, does, he, does he say, The window was up but the window was down? I'm just... Thinking, oh, sorry, that's Thomas. I'm so just... I'm getting my checks wrong. I'm,
1: I'm Jeez. Oh, no, not Thomas Mazzera. Um I actually think that it's good that we've got the um, Radio Le Mans guys coming over for um, commentary, because could you imagine, like, the Supercars team butchering these names? Oh,
0: and there is a reason that um, Barretts is in the pits. Hi, Cat <laughs> Hi, Cat Lane. Um...
1: My best Lamborghini crew is actually the Lego Racing crew and one of the Gallados. Uh, Roger Lego, David Russell, um, Enduro Regular, and Steve Owen, who's um, Chaz Mostert's regular co driver.
0: Righty-o Mercedes. Mm. Won it in 2013 with Betty in, at Erebus. Yep, like a, Betty. Back with an AMG GT3. Mm. Uh, the basiest engine note in the paddock comes via a 6.3 V8 carried over from the old SLS.
1: Oh, I love that note.
0: Oh, it's a spectacular... So that and the Bentley's are just such a spectacular sound. Mm-hmm. With another virtual factory team, Straka Racing bringing over two cars and their full Blanc Payne Driver lineup, mm-hmm. Mercedes look like they might be able to win again, and look...
1: Let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. Um, Strakas probably better known to less GT-obsessed enthusiasts as for their LMP exploits at Le Mans, when they were running uh, the uh, Acura ARX series cars. I think they actually won the LMP-class outright a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Best Mercedes crew for me, the 56 Mercedes-AMG Stracker Racing of Maxim Book, Max Gotts, and Alvaro Parente. Yeah, that's, that's
0: my pick as well. Closely followed, though, by the other Stracker car of Nick Leventis, Lewis Williamson, Cam Waters local talent in thrown and Board, mm-hmm. and David Fuminelli, And there's also the team with Kenny Harble, Tristan Vortier, J-Dub, and Raffaello Marciello. They're all damn fast cars. Mm-hmm. And here's, here's one for you. Scotty Taylor Motorsport, running a Pro-A-M entry, the number eight car. Mm-hmm. Max Twig, Craig Baird, and some Italian bloke called Antonio Delberto. That name sounds familiar. It does. I just can't Hmm. quite put my... Antonio. Could that be short for Tony? Should we ask, Fabs?
1: (laughs) Oh, dear. Another note before we move on. Alvaro Parente, uh, one of the drivers in the 56 car, actually has started the race two times. He's won the race and he's finished third. So he's never finished off the podium.
0: I was going to say, that's a fair pedigree, Warbster.
1: And finally we go to the manufacturer who is in every sports car race. Porsche. The 12-hour is strangely not on their resume. I don't know how the heck that's happened, despite uh, their trying since the production car days.
0: Yeah, the newest 911s come along with a raft of factory GT drivers in tow, including reigning Le Mans outright winner Earl Bamber. Let's have a look at the Porsches, Warbster, We've got a couple. We've got Kraft Bamboo, who essentially is the factory team. Earl Bamba Kevin Estre and Van Vanthor.
1: Vanthor's um, well known for his exploits in Audis in previous years. Yep. Um, and then there's this another entry, the Manthe Racing Team, which actually is the Porsche um, GT factory team mm. in uh, World Endurance Championship, mm-hmm. with Roman Dumas, Frederic Makovicki and Dirk Werner.
0: I can't pick either of those two. Oh, look, if I had to, I'd probably say the 991 car with Bamba. Um, as number one driver but then you go and look at the 540 from Black Swan Racing with Tim Pappas uh, Jerome Bleakmolen Lucas Stoltz and Mark Lieb there is just depth all the way through these cars David Kelvert Jones Patrick Long Matt Campbell Alex Davison Mm. in uh, in the 12 car Well, the uh,
1: competition motorsports car with uh, Matt Campbell in it, I think their position in the world will be determined uh, by whether or not uh, Matt Campbell manages to get around Murray's corner this Mm,
0: time. Especially if it's raining.
1: Yes, hopefully the GPS is uh, well sorted out for that one.
0: Yes. So, let's talk about a winner.
1: Let's talk about a winner. Who, Who do we think? Do you want to pick three? We'll pick three. Uh, Unibet's, UniBet's not going to help us on this one. Yeah, I, I haven't uh, even been
0: to have a look. I um, <laughs> the uh, Mrs. Mrs. Podcast CSO's um, told me I'm not allowed to bet on motorsport anymore, so um, I've, I've given that up for um, for Lent or something." Mm. Mm. So I won't even have a look at the uh, at the odds. Let's try and find three out of this.
1: Well, I'm going to put uh, SVG Lounge and Lettigar straight up immediately. Yep. Because well, that is just way too much talent yep. in one car.
0: I think um I think I'm looking at them and they're three they three in a line for me in the entry list. Straka Racing, Y in the Mercedes pair of Maxes. Yep. Y and A Sports with Gizzy Lounds and Comb. The R eight Audi R eight LMS of Mies, Haas and Winklehock. That's my three and the sleeper's prob- I'm hardly asleep. I'm asleep as probably hardly a sleeper my sleeper's probably Stephen Richards Timo Glock and Philip Ng
1: alright well uh, A Autosport I concur with that um, I'm going to go with uh, the number 17 Bentley just from the point of view of they have all the experience the car's well known if there's anything that goes wrong with it they're more than likely going to be able to get it out there quickly. Yep. And my third is going to be, and this is purely because I think Porsche is going to throw everything they can at the race in order to win it, the 991 Craft Bamboo of Bamba, Estre, and Lawrence Van Thor. Literally, we could go for a top three and run through about 10 names yep. and still yep. come up with a, a reasonable reason why this, this car should win over that car.
0: And I suppose, like everything else, it's a 12-hour endurance race. They're going to do somewhere in the vicinity of perhaps 200 to 220 laps pending safety cars. It's long, it's tiring, it's normally always hot. Mm -hmm. It's about reliability, but there's also a fair amount of luck.
1: Mm. Not not running into the back of other cars. Yeah,
0: Shane. Or hitting a kangaroo in the dark.
1: Actually, can I change my McLaren pick thing? Pick? Yeah, please, wow. go, oh, to yeah. Yeah, okay. yep. um, go for your life. I'm going to go for one that Shane Van Giesbergen's not driving just because of the whole, you know, running into the back of me.
0: He's turned over a new leaf this year. Mm.
1: If he runs into David Reynolds, how badly do we get to laugh?
0: Oh, I'll tell you right now, I reckon, there's an, I reckon there's a whole episode of The Adventures of Not Roland and Friends if he does run into David Reynolds starring Pablo Escobar absolutely so I reckon we're just about done warbster I that's think we um are. that is the dubbo Climb preview mm-hmm. I think you'll hear from us again before Adelaide you'll hear the warbster cast before Adelaide and we might sneak a couple of touring casts in absolutely um, around that as as the warbster mentioned earlier please please uh, Direct any feedback, both good and bad, to www.facebook.com backslash supercarinsiders. With that, we'll we'll We'll, play that funky outro music. We'll we'll bid you
1: adieu, given the international pedigree. (laughs) Supercar Insiders production. For more, go to wwwfacebookcom supercar insiders. Owen, oh, happy birthday, sound engineer.